Hi, it's Beth. Today I'm sharing about a topic I found really interesting, high-functioning codependency. If you're anything like me, you don't even like the word codependent because you are anything but. You are independent. I'm sharing things I learned from Terry Cole, who is an author and psychotherapist. If you resonate with today's topic, I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can find my email and website in the show notes. If you are enjoying the podcast, please remember to leave a rating and review. As always, thanks for listening. Hi, this is Beth, and welcome back to the Daughters Without Moms podcast. I'm glad you're here today. Uh, Today, I want to share something with you that I learned recently um, about a topic, and it's called high-functioning codependency. I heard about this because I recently listened to a podcast interview with Terry Cole. She's a psychotherapist, a podcaster, and author of the book Boundary Boss. She coined the term high-functioning codependency and shared her thoughts about it in this podcast. It really intrigued me because I've always bristled at the term codependent. I'm not codependent. I'm independent. So I went to her website and want to share some of this information with you. I'm going to read this directly from her website so that I am sure to give her the proper proper credit and use the correct terminology. So this is taken from her website in a blog titled Codependency Plus Overfunctioning. She writes, Are you the person people come to when they are in a jam or need advice? Would you consider yourself a fixer? Are you highly capable? Like sometimes it feels like you're the only one in your life who knows how to actually get stuff done. If you're doing more than your share in your relationships and, if you're honest, maybe feeling a tad exhausted and or resentful. I'm breaking down the characteristics of high-functioning codependency because from my personal and professional experience, it might be at the root of the problem. I made the distinction years ago and created a new term, high-functioning codependency because my incredibly capable clients did not identify with the old-school definition of codependency. A high-functioning codependent is often smart, successful, reliable, and accomplished. They don't identify with being dependent because they are likely doing everything for everyone else. In a way, they make it look easy and like they have it all together. You might have an amazing career, run a household, care for children or aging parents, juggle juggle all the extracurriculars, doctor's appointments, plus you're basically life coaching your friends through all their problems. You can do it all and the people in your life look to you to do so. But what is the cost to you? Overfunctioning can leave you burnt out and exhausted from trying to maintain an impossible workload and keep all the balls in the air. High-functioning codependency is behavior that includes disordered boundaries where you are overly invested in the decisions, outcomes, and circumstances of the people in your life to the detriment of your own internal peace and well-being. So that's the end of the portion that I'm reading from her website. So if you have a compulsion to add value to everyone else's life and it's your job to make everyone else feel good, Take note and join the club. Being a daughter without a mom has made me an extremely independent person. 
I would never consider myself dependent because I've been taking care of myself for so long. If you haven't listened to last week's episode where my husband shares, you can go back to that episode and hear his thoughts about me and my independence. But as I spent more time thinking about this, I realized that it happened even before I became a daughter without a mom. My parents divorced and my dad moved out of the house when I was eight years old. There were a lot of circumstances around that separation. Um, And unfortunately, my mom confided in my sister a lot more as like a friend versus um, that my sister was her daughter. So I always kind of felt like mom and Amy were a team against dad. And then it was just me kind of by myself. So I was alone and was trying to figure out how to function in this new reality that I had with being a mom and two girls and no dad. So I followed the rules. I did all the things. I tried not to draw attention to myself. But when and if I did get attention, I made sure I was ready with all the right answers and all the, you know, boxes checked so that I wouldn't get in trouble or add any stress to the situation. Then I did lose my mom at the age of 13, and the high functioning continued. And I think you could also say that that turns into perfectionist um, tendencies. You know, I kept following society's definition of success. Like I said before, checking off the boxes, doing all the things, going to college, getting the good grades, um, being a quote-unquote, good girl, doing just, you know, the things that society has said is this is the road and the path that you take to success. So I believe that this can apply to many people. Like, I don't believe you have to be a daughter without a mom solely to have been thrown into this type of experience. If you went through any sort of trauma as a child through death or divorce or illness, whatever forced you into that new environment, maybe you focused on doing all the things so that you felt like you had at least one part of your life under control. I am codependent. I'm dependent on my high functioning. It makes me feel safe. It provides comfort when I can check off the boxes and do all the things. But if I'm really honest... Is it about me or is it about control? Am I dependent on trying to make the majority of the things in my life okay so that I can reduce the amount of stress just in case the other shoe falls and something else happens? I think that that's part of it. I think that that's part of where this high functioning comes from. If you can make everything else fall into place and be prepared and be ready, then when the next disaster hits, you'll be ready. I was walking with a friend and I was telling her about this topic. Later in the walk, I was sharing that I was going to use this topic for a podcast because I didn't have a pre-recorded one ready to share and then I thought this would be a good topic to share. She said to me, isn't that high functioning? Do you really have to release a podcast every week? Or is that just because you want to release a podcast every week? (laughs) Wow. Just wow. She was right. I'm continuing to high function. And to my friend, if you're listening, thanks for the real talk. You were spot on, and I really appreciated our conversation. 
I think there are many ways that you can become high functioning. There are many different circumstances and scenarios in our lives that can contribute to the high functioning habit. And it's not that high functioning is all bad. There are definitely some positive aspects of being this type of person. It's about when it becomes perfection or when you don't sleep because you have too much to do or you continuously overcommit to the point of mental and physical exhaustion. These parts of the dependency are what need to be addressed. Instead of overfunctioning, Terry suggests that we can focus on optimal functioning. We can still show up, but without overpromising or doing more than our share. We can still get done, things done, we can still follow through, and we can still keep our word. We just need to be clear about what is and is not our responsibility. When you know your limits, you have enough time to take care of yourself too. And as much as we all say we miss the pre-pandemic life, I think we need to acknowledge that not everything in the old normal was working. We were way stretched. We were overcommitted to many, many things. Take this time to identify what's important to you. Set up some boundaries and learn how to function optimally. You didn't get here overnight, so don't expect to make drastic changes. Small steps add up. Take it one day at a time. Identify the habits you'd like to change. And surround yourself with people, like my friend, that will hold you accountable. Check out terrycole.com if you'd like more information. You can find the link to her website in the show notes. If you'd like more information on my thoughts about the grief journey, please visit my website, www.yourgriefjourney.com. If you'd be interested in sharing your story on the podcast, please send me an email to daughterswithoutmoms at gmail.com.